Welcome to the Sound and Vision podcast for KEXP. I'm Rachel Stevens. On this episode, we're featuring some conversations Emily Fox had for our series, Break It, where we talk to KXP DJs about discovering bands or songs. On this episode, Emily talks to Eva Walker about her infamous Walker Wormhole Wednesdays. Whew, can barely say it. But first, she talks to Morgan Chosnick about the magic that can happen at music festivals. Morgan, which artist or song are you sharing with us today? Hi, Emily. I am sharing Elton Goon, one of my favorite bands that has come on the scene in the last three years. And I had the unique experience of seeing them play for the first time on KEXP, at least, out at the Transmusical Music Festival in Rennes, France, back in December of 2017. So that was actually three months before their debut album even came out in March of 2018. And the song that I want to talk about today is actually two songs that they combine into one. And if you look on our YouTube channel, you will see that these songs are combined I cannot pronounce them because they are in Turkish, but we will have that full information up for you to look at. But these songs just sounded so good together because the first one is this haunting, quiet Turkish song that leads into this massively funky jam. And it's this big, sprawling, eight-minute-long experience that I got to witness in person, which is very unique, too, when you're uh, a DJ who is usually hearing pre-recorded audio. So that was just such a, a unique experience. Well, let's play a clip of that transition that you're talking about. And again, I feel like if I pronounce this, I'm totally going to botch it. But this is available on our YouTube channel. If you search Elton Goon, this is a session that we published back in March 3rd, 2018. So let's just take a listen. transition is like one you get this key change but you can feel such a huge transition in mood too but it all fits together absolutely and the room that we were in too really lent to that we were in this huge vast open space that used to be a a military building the cavernous space that we were in that very first song which you just heard um that that like quiet big cavernous sound and then you hear those drumsticks go click click, click. And then the funk drops in that second song is just, oh, it's so good. <laughs> and also the beauty about Trans Music Call, like as it relates to this segment of like kind of breaking artists, like I understand like most of the artists featured in this festival are very up and coming. Like, And I understand that when you're going into the festival, before we did these sessions, you know, or KXP or filming these bands live, you kind of just get like bedroom tracks. Like you don't really get a full sense of what these bands are until you actually see them, which I feel like is super unique for a festival rather than everyone just going for the big headliner. And so it seems like this festival itself is really all about music discovery. And then KEXP gets to spread that love, you know, to the next level through our, you know, YouTube sessions with these bands. But, you know, when you first heard Elton Goon before they performed live, what was your impression then? And then when you actually saw them live, what was your impression of this band? Yeah, totally. So this this festival, Trans Music Hall, lines up so well with KEXP's mission, which is, you know, why we've been going there for the past few years. So it's been going for 40 years, and the festival creator, Jean-Louis Broussard, 
the year that leading up to Trans Music Hall, which happens every December, um, he goes around to tiny clubs and he just sees bands playing like their maybe their first show and just has has this gut sense that they're awesome and he wants to elevate them. So a lot of these bands that that play at Trans Music Hall exactly like you just said, often have zero recorded music, sometimes have never played a show. And so this is their first chance to to really get exposure in the music industry. It's so exciting. So when we're curating the the lineup of sessions that we have at Trans Music Hall, we usually have uh, between 10 and 15 bands that we we film out there. We're going through this huge, long list of the artists that are booked on, on the Trans Music Hall lineup and it's it's oftentimes like 80 to 120 bands and we go through and we listen to everything that's available so sound clouds a lot of times it's just like one track or one homemade youtube video of the band performing one song so when we were going through the list that year alton Gunn stood out to me because it's i find their sound is very very cool and it's you know they're doing covers of classic 1970s Turkish funk songs. So they're really bringing this heritage to a brand new generation and a brand new audience, specifically uh, more of a, a Western audience that maybe didn't know about artists like Selda, for example, who's a, a seminal 1970s Turkish funk artist. So it, that's super exciting. But it was funny because the the one little video that we had to experience Alton Gun was just this like super lo-fi homemade video. And I was like, man, honestly, I don't know if this is cheesy or super cool. Like you just don't know what it's going to be. But I was like, I, I really have a gut sense that this is going to be super cool. So, you know, I went to my my small team of us who are curating these performances, Chris Kellogg, our, our chief programming officer, and then our, our video manager, Jim Beckman, we all sit down and, and decide who to have. And they were like on the fence about that one. I was like, no, I really feel like we should get this one. <laughs> it was a slam dunk because that was like they blew us away. That was by far my favorite session that we had that year. So when they started playing, it blew my mind from the first song that they started playing. But that song, those two songs that transition into each other that we're talking about right now, that was in the middle of the set. So, you know, we had already had that groove going with them. And then to see that, I was like, oh my God, I think these people are going to be huge. And, you know, it wasn't uh, two years later that they're playing every single festival in the U.S., which was really interesting too because they had to wait a couple years to even come over here because uh, of the ban on Turkish people coming to the U.S. when Trump banned those seven people from seven countries to come over. So they had a lot of hurdles to get proper artist visas to get uh, Merve and Erdich to be able to come over here because they're Turkish citizens. So the uh, American festival circuit didn't start having them until like 2019, wow. which I just thought was really interesting too. But as, you know, as soon as they were able to come over here, they were booked for everything, you know, pick, pickathon, everything. So everyone got to experience them live and have that same joy that I got to experienced super early back in 2017. But it also seems like our audience, specifically on YouTube, really gravitated to this band after this YouTube video got posted. Yeah, that was really exciting, too, because I was like, I really hope people love this. So it was... um that's the other thing that's interesting about Trans Music Hall is some of these bands have an album out 
like that, you know, that came out earlier that year so they can physically give it to me so that when I come home, I can play it on air right away. But Elton Goon was one of those bands that had not released their debut record yet. So I had zero recorded music to play when I got back. So I was waiting for their session to get our KXP session to get um, edited so that I could start playing that as soon as I possibly could. So that got posted on the KXP YouTube channel on March 3rd, 2018. And then their debut album was released on March 30th, 2018. So I played that full session on my show as soon as it I was able to in, in super early March. And then the KXP YouTube audience caught on to it right away too, which was awesome. And so as of today, that video from the full session from Transmusical from December 2017 has 1.5 million <laughs> views, which yeah. is amazing. That's, uh, that song that we're talking about right now has 500,000 views, just that individual track. Another song from that particular session has 3.7 million views. <laughs> and they've been here at KXP in our studios live a couple times now, and both of those are upwards of a million views too. So our audience has amazing taste in music and it's just so cool to see the audience experience them in the same way that I had felt about them when I saw them immediately. It's so cool. And I also love like, you know, this concept of like breaking a band. Like I love that trans music hall like takes risks and just like elevates these people, but also like for you to just hear like this really lo-fi session and be like, yes, we believe in them. And then for it to get this kind of reaction is such a cool way, you know, for music discovery to happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, cause on week to week when I'm doing my show, I'm getting all of my new music from the internet. Let's be real, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting bands submitting music to me that I'm listening to, and then you know searching searching the internet and listening to whatever you can find, and then also recommendations from fellow DJs, of course. But being able to have that extremely unique experience of catching a band live when they don't even have any recorded music out and then being so excited and trying to be patient and wait until you can finally play them for the the KXP audience on air is just such a unique experience. I feel so fortunate that I've been able to do that with with bands like Alton Goon. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again so much for, for sharing this music with us, helping introduce Alton Goon to KEXP and beyond. I've been speaking with DJ Morgan. Morgan, thank you so much. Thank you, Emily. This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Today I'm joined by Eva Walker, who hosts our Pacific Northwest radio show, Audio Oasis. It happens every Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. You can also hear a fill-in for other KEXP DJs outside of those hours. And she is here to talk about a song she discovered as part of her Walker Wormhole Wednesdays. Eva Walker, what is a Walker Wormhole Wednesday? Well, Emily, I'm glad you asked. So... <laughs> Um, it started actually during the pandemic when I was filling in for the midday show 
th- that's when the segment started. Of course, the discoveries were happening, you know, years and years prior to that. And so basically what it is is, um, you know, my show's on Saturday, so I'm technically never supposed to really be on on a, on a Wednesday. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I sub, right? So the rule is no matter what show I am sitting in on, if it's Wednesday, you are going to get a Walker Wormhole Wednesday selection. I've done it for the midday show. I've done it for the afternoon show. I've done it for the Roadhouse. And I may have done it for drive time. I'm not sure. But it doesn't matter. If it's Wednesday and I'm sitting in, you're going to get a Walker Wormhole Wednesday song. And so this is just basically like you're on YouTube, you see a video, it puts you in a wormhole to see another video, another video, another video. And then you've discovered this music that you're like, huh, how did I not know about this? Yes. You know, the Internet and YouTube specifically is kind of like outer space where it's just sort of <laughs> infinite. And there's a lot of content on there. It's not all great, of course, um, but there's some really good content on there a lot of great music a lot of undiscovered stuff i mean some of the best walker wormhole wednesday selections only have a thousand views you know Mm. videos like that just these secret treasures and it's like i said it's about as big as is outer space i don't know where it ends um so yeah and i call it a wormhole and some people call it most commonly a rabbit hole but i liked the you know the w (laughs) thing i don't know about wrw i mean i guess that works but i don't like it as much so I call it wormhole, but I'm also I'm a space nerd and wormholes in space are kind of like these things you go through that take you to either another dimension or another part of the universe. Just really dorky stuff anyway. Um, so we, I, I stick with kind of the space theme and the, the W theme. So walk me through, if you remember, what wormhole that got you to the song that you're going to share today. And the song is Rough Rider by the band The High Grades. Rough Rider by the High Grades. So I was sitting in my room, and this is one of my finds I found maybe three or so, three years ago or so. So a lot of the selections I shared were finds I had before, but I saved them. And then most recently have they been newer finds because I've decided to make this a regular thing. So this one is one of the older finds. And I was sitting in my room, and I and as I usually do, and I put on some music or uh, just hanging out, whatever, maybe just ate dinner. And then I turn the music, the record player off, and I decide, like, let's find something new. So usually I type in keywords of whatever I feel like listening to in that moment. So for this particular song, I think I typed in something like psychedelic 60s music, and I may have put... Africa. I don't think I specifically put Nigeria. This is specifically a band from Nigeria. Um, but I may have put like African psychedelic because usually I'll select a continent or a specific country or a specific town. And in this case, I think it was the continent. I don't think I typed in Nigeria. And I found this compilation uh, or I found the song from the high grades, Rough Rider, and I put it on and I was like, wow, this song is amazing. And through that, I it, the picture of the compilation came up with the song. Like the picture was the video, and so I looked up the compilation and I ended up purchasing it. And it's on the compilation called "The World Ends: Afro Rock and Psychedelia 
in the 1970s Nigeria. Um, so it's a whole compilation of music. Uh, oh my goodness, there's probably about 30 artists on here, 30 songs or so, and it's two discs. And so I ended up buying it after finding that 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 one song. And uh, that one song led me to the next song that was on YouTube that was attached to it, and then to the next one, the next one. And after I, after a while, I was like, I gotta buy this. This is this is incredible music. And I've heard music from Nigeria before and was like, yeah, this is, you know, I knew it was good, but I hadn't heard psychedelic rock music in the 70s from Nigeria. And so that blew my mind. And Emily, fun fact, this finding this compilation inspired and helped basically uh, write or contributed to my band's debut album, Cobain and Cornbread. It's highly influenced by this compilation. How so? Tell me more. Um, the guitar, <laughs> the guitar tone and the organ. I am a big fan of psychedelic organ. <laughs> um, I, same reasons why I love the doors and things like that. So there's a lot of organ and there's a lot of improv in these recordings from this compilation, as well as instrumental music, which is what Rough Rider is. It's an instrumental song. And I have two I believe, instrumental songs on Cobain and Cornbread, which originally always sounded a little risky because I'm like, man, people don't make instrumental music anymore. The music's like about between three and four minutes and it has like this structure and blah, blah, blah. But listening to this music was like, oh, yeah, freedom. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> mm. If I don't want to sing, I'm not going to sing. So this uh, compilation kind of really reminded me of like, there's no limits to how I want to present my music. Um, and it was a big inspiration, like I said, in that debut record and um, the push I needed to, to keep making instrumental music, which I love. So if we were going to, if we were going to choose one of the instrumentals off of the Black Tones album, Cobain and Cornbread, which one do you think we should play? I would say Chubby and Tubby. All right. So let's take a listen. All right, and again, here is Rough Rider uh, by The High Grades. And you know, when I first heard this song, it reminded me of Jimmy James, guitarist yes. from Seattle that you're friends with, who's yes. in the True Loves and Delvin Lamar organ trio. And when I heard this song, I was like, man, it sounds like something Jimmy James is in, yes. too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you know, Emily, it's funny you say that because I give a lot of credit to this compilation for that record, but I also give credit to Delvon Lamar Organ Trio's debut record, Close But No Cigar. That record and this compilation were the two things I was listening to when writing Cobain and Cornbread. Oh, I um, love it. So that's really great that you mentioned Jimmy James. He is a he is a personal influence on uh, my guitar playing, um, and uh, he inspired 
the main riff to the key of black uh, just from his guitar playing. So I'm glad you said, I'm glad you mentioned them. There's definitely a correlation between D-Lo 3, this compilation, and my first record. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, let's just hear that the opening riff of Key of Black. Like, what do you really love about this track, Rough Riders? I just, you know, I love how experimental it feels and sounds like. It feels like the guitar player is just uh, literally improvising as they go. And I like that. Like, I be- it's believable. I believe the musicians in this. I also really like the breakdowns, chord changes. And I'm not like a big music theory nerd so i can't say like it went to the one and then it went to the seven i can't do all that but if you listen to that part that breakdown after the main it goes into this breakdown that is like which is the four i know that part and then it goes I love the chord changes. I love it, love it, love it. And you know, Emily, and I've told young people this when I've taught like songwriting workshops or whatever. It's like you you don't always have to sing in a song. You don't always have to say anything, you know? Um, if you don't have anything to say, let the instruments talk. They've got they've clearly got something to say. So that's I really appreciated the feeling I got from listening to that song and the freedom of instrumental music and the freedom of um expression uh, without having to voice anything. So this song, uh, Rough Rider by the High Grades, this was discovered, again, Walker Wormhole Wednesday, where you go in a YouTube wormhole or rabbit hole, however you <laughs> want to say it. But generally speaking, I mean, I'm curious, you know, for all of the KEXP DJs, I mean, how do you usually discover music? Like, you know, your role as a DJ is to find a lot of music, to, to discover new music, share it with our audience. But in general, like, how do you usually find the music that you play on on? your shows when you DJ? You know, it's different than what I had originally planned for it to be. So when I got the job, I got the 
gig at KXP in, at the end of 2018. So basically, I had a full year, which was 2019, of being able to go out and um, discover bands and, and things like that. And after 2019, after New Year's for 2020, I said, you know what? I'm going to go out to at least three to five concerts a month. And not just like in general, that's just only of bands that have concert posters of bands I've never heard of. Because mm. I was like, that's how I think the best way is to discover music. Of course, I was two months in and a pandemic happened. So I could no longer go out and <laughs> go see shows in person and rediscover bands that way. That was the original plan. So what it came to now um, and what I still do is I get a lot of submissions and I post a lot saying like, you got music, send it my way. But um, one of the first things I did do that I also still do now is I see when I started the show, and I'm sorry I'm going back and forth with the timeline. When I first, first started the show, I actually made a Google Doc, an Excel sheet, and I invited friends, radio hosts, people I knew in the community, whether in Seattle or Portland or Vancouver, and I shared the Google Doc with them. And I said, hey, enter into this Google Doc who you think I should be listening to and who I should discover. And I still have that long Google Doc list of bands because I saw Audio Aces as more of a or should be treated more as a coalition in a way where I was like, one person can't cover the entire Northwest. And since I've been there, I've added Montana and Alaska, <laughs> right? But also, honestly, just going online and seeing what Portland's version of The Stranger is and see what bands they're covering because I can only do all this online now since I can't go mm. out to venues. I mean, there was that brief little window, right, during the pandemic where we were like, okay, we can go back out now, right? And now that's stopping again. But... um I just have to do my research. I have to say, what is the music publication in Alaska that's covering music out there? And luckily, there was a band who reached out to me from Alaska, the Jefferies, and they are awesome. And so I can make connections that way with, hey, well, who are you guys playing with out there? Right. Mm. So I have to ask a lot of questions, send a lot of emails, but I also get a ton of submissions and that I have to go through every week. Um, so there's also no problem with, uh, getting people to send music to me. And then Cheryl and John, you know, they all get a lot of music and Cheryl passes on a lot of music to me. Um, that's Northwest based. Cause she's already got a ton from around the world. She's got to go through. So it's like, it's, there's not one way of doing it, I guess. And another, when I also, when I first started, another thing I did was I would look at festival lineups that happened already. Mm. And that actually, that was actually happening during the pandemic as well. I was looking at festivals that already happened and I was like, okay, what band name do I not recognize? And then I would look up bands that way also to see if they were still a band or if they disbanded. So it was just, you know, research. But if you're going to be a curator of local music and a champion of local music, I mean, that's expected of you. Well, Eva, thank you so much for coming on and talking about how you explore and discover music and how you discovered uh, the song Rough Rider by the High Grades DJ Eva Walker. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emily. And thanks for uh, for featuring Walker Wormhole Wednesday. I'm so dorkingly excited about <laughs> that segment. <laughs> That was the Sound and Vision podcast for KEXP. I'm Rachel Stevens. And hey, for extra points, life points, those are a thing, right? 
rate and review this podcast. It means a ton to us. Thank you. Thank you.